welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is Wednesday of the fourth week of Easter. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, Life of the faithful, glory of the humble, blessedness of the just. Listen kindly to the prayers of those who call on you, that they who thirst for what you generously promise may always have their fill of your plenty. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. The word of God continued to spread and to gain followers. Barnabas and Saul completed their task and came back from Jerusalem, bringing John Mark with them. In the church at Antioch, the following were prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. One day, while they were offering worship to the Lord and keeping a fast, the Holy Spirit said, I want Barnabas and Saul set apart for the work to which I have called them. So it was that, after fasting and prayer, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. So these two, sent on their mission by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia and from there sailed to Cyprus. They landed at Salamis and proclaimed the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. John acted as their assistant. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. O God, let all the nations praise you. O God, let all the nations praise you. O God, be gracious and bless us, and let your face shine its light upon us so will your ways be known upon earth, and all nations learn your saving help. O God, let all the nations praise you. Let the nations be glad and exult, for you rule the world with justice. With fairness you rule the peoples, you guide the nations on earth. O God, let all the nations praise you. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. May God still give us his blessing, till the ends of the earth revere him.
O God, let all the nations praise you. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the light of the world, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will have the light of life. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus declared publicly, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in the one who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees the one who sent me. I, the light, have come into the world, so that whoever believes in me need not stay in the dark any more. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them faithfully, it is not I who shall condemn him, since I have not come to condemn the world, but to save the world. He who rejects me and refuses my words has his judge already. The word itself that I have spoken will be his judge on the last day. For what I have spoken does not come from myself. No, what I was to say, what I had to speak, was commanded by the Father who sent me. And I know that his commands mean eternal life. And therefore, what the Father has told me is what I speak. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so we've been dotting around John a little bit. We've done the Bread of Life discourse. We've heard a few bits and pieces about the Good Shepherd. And now we come to a really important moment, a really important turning point in the Gospel of John. We get to the end of what's being called the Book of Signs. That time of Jesus' public ministry where these great works that he performs proclaims who he is. The one who has been sent by the Father, the one who is the Son, the one who speaks the words of the Father. So, okay, we're at the end of the book of signs. What does that mean about where we're up to in the gospel? So Jesus is saying these words during Holy Week. He's had his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. He's been to Bethany, and there he's been anointed with this costly holy oil, this aromatic fragrance, which Jesus declares has been done for his burial. And there's this smell of Jesus' burial oil wafting through this text and through these days. So we're really at this turning point where Jesus goes from being the one who teaches to the one who offers his life. And what we hear in the gospel today then is a kind of summary of everything that's been going on in the gospel up until this is a kind of summary of everything that Jesus has been teaching and showing about himself. Remember one of the central themes of John 6 was who is Jesus and where does he come from? Well, he says, whoever believes in me believes not in me, but in the one who sent me. I am from the Father. And whoever sees me sees the one who sent me. The proper response to Jesus then is faith. To believe him because he comes from the Father. His presence in the world is one that brings light to the world, a light which dispels the darkness, because God has not created us to dwell in darkness, but to dwell in him. And so, says Jesus, I have not come to condemn the world. No, 
I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And that's exactly what we heard Jesus say in his discourse about the Good Shepherd. And so those who hear Jesus, those who know where he comes from and know that he speaks the word of the Father, place themselves under his saving mission. They enter into the light, into the light of the world, and there, from Jesus, who is sent by the Father, they receive eternal life. But, says Jesus, if you don't wish to receive that eternal life, there's your judgment. To reject the one who has come into the world in order to give life is to speak your own judgment by refusing to take up God's saving gift. From this moment, Jesus will take his disciples to the upper room. There, he will put a towel around his waist and he will kneel down and he will wash their feet. An act of humble service to show the disciples that he has been sent into the world not to condemn the world but to save it. To place himself at their service that the world may have life and have it to the full. Now, it's a dense little piece of text. And if you get some time today, pull it out and and read through it yourself. Because Jesus argues through, step by step, this is where I come from. This is who I am. This is what I've come to do. And this is why what I say comes from the Father. This gospel will strengthen our faith and redouble our commitment to the Lord Jesus so that as we go through this Easter season, we too may be his witnesses to the world. And like those first apostles in the Acts that we've been reading through during this Easter season, we too may go into a world that longs to receive the light of Christ and longs to receive the life that he brings. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God.
And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.